Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. Episode 2 of WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you every single day, bringing you the biggest take on Philadelphia sports and, of course, this feed will give you some of the best takes around WIP, and we all know what time it is. I mean, we're getting to the we're getting to the finish line here. We are almost there, almost at draft night, the 2023 NFL draft. I can't wait for this. I, we've been talking about this on WIP for months now. What the Eagles should do, what they should not do, the Bijan Robinson debate. So I thought today I would give you my big board, my big board for the number ten pick, the first Eagles draft pick in the 2023 NFL draft, and obviously there's a Real chance the Eagles move around. Maybe they won't pick 10. Maybe they'll pick 8 or 12 or whatever. But let's just, let for the sake of this you know, debate and sake of this conversation, let's say the Eagles do stay at number 10. I've got five players here that I think about as, as the guys that I'd be happy if they landed one of these five players with the number 10 overall selection. I have five on my list. Uh, you know, Obviously, if I made a bigger list, you can go further and have 10 or 12 or 15, but I'm going to narrow it down to five. Like I, I want one of these five guys to be the Eagles selection at number 10 overall. And I'll tell you right off the bat, there's going to be a name in here you're not going to hear. And, and if you're expecting to hear it, Sorry, he doesn't belong on this list. He's not on my list. You won't catch him on my big board. So here's my five, and I'll go in kind of descending order here. I'll go from five, four, three, two, one. I'll kind of end with the number one player on my big board here for the Eagles at number 10. All right, so at number five and number four, you know, kind of interchangeable to an extent. I would be happy with either. I think they're a little bit different kind of players, but I don't think there's a big gap between them. I'm going number five uh, and four, same position, and we're going with the cornerback position. Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois is my number five player on my big board at number 10. I'm not sure he's going to be there. If I had a guess, I don't think he's going to be there. I think he will go before the Eagles are on the board at number 10. You know, we've kind of ignored the cornerback position a lot on WIP as we've talked through this draft process because it is not an overwhelming need. They have three high-level players right now. You know, when you talk about Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and obviously Avante Maddox. But I, I do think, before I, I get to you know, narrowing down the two players and, and just a little bit why I like um, Gonzalez, so I'll put a four, Christian Gonzalez over Witherspoon, but they're five and four. And I just think we're ignoring corner as a need for a couple of reasons. One, they re-signed their two guys. But Bradbury and Slay are older. They're not going to be here very long. I know the contract said they'll be here another year or two each, but they're older. The Eagles nearly moved on from both of them. And the guy in the slot, Avante Maddox, is an injury concern every year. And also there's kind of a hole of safety, so maybe Maddox plays some safety. But the secondary is just not as deep. And they don't have a, a, a Chauncey Garner-Johnson this year to drop down from safety to slot corner. Let's say if something happens to an Avante Maddox. So I think corner is a sneaky, if not need something, they certainly, it would help them if they had another young corner here. I had a good young corner, which they don't have really on this roster besides the three veterans that they use. The other thing about corner is we don't know with new defense corner Sean Desai, is he going to use more dime? Maybe he will. You know, maybe there'll be more corners in the field. So I went Witherspoon at five, Gonzalez at four. It's it's really close between the two. I think Gonzalez has a better chance to be a number one outside corner as the years go on. Witherspoon, not quite as fluid. Um, it not Maybe not quite as much of a playmaker. Still a good player from Illinois. Uh, I thought he played well within 
the Big Ten. Um, I like him. I think Devin Witherspoon's going to be a good player. I have him at five. I have Christian Gonzalez of Oregon at four. He just, I kind of see Slay when I see Christian Gonzalez, how fluid he is, how he runs, his length. I think he'll he'll be able to match up with bigger wide receivers, physical wide receivers, but also technicians. So at number four, I went with Devin Witherspoon. Uh, excuse me, number five, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Number four, Oregon's Christian Gonzalez. They're both really close. I mean, I'd be happy with either. I think most in Philadelphia would be surprised, shocked, floored if the Eagles end up taking a corner at number you know, 10. I wouldn't be. I, I think those are, those are both very viable picks if they're, if they're both or one on the board at number 10. All right, my number three player and a guy that I, I've sort of liked more as, as time has gone on, I could see the case for more as time goes on, and I think his athleticism and his upside Israel, that's Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Look, you know, when this process began, when we started talking about the draft on, on WIP, I didn't I didn't think I'd have, you know, this player here, but he has risen. You could see why. He is athletic. He is versatile. You could look at him and kind of project a future tackle and a good one in the NFL, but also has had some versatility and played the guard position. Bigger guy. And I think that could be important here as, as you kind of project what they might need at right guard this season because I'm not at all sold that Cam Jurgens can play right guard next to Jason Kelsey. And we've, we've had some smart people on our show, really smart people, Brian Baldinger and Ray Dittinger. And they've, all, they've both said the same thing. They're like, I don't know. I don't know about the idea of a guard, you know, Jurgens at his size playing guard next to Kelsey. And maybe that wouldn't be the way that the Eagles really want to go. So I think there's a very much bigger need at the offensive line position than we've made it out to be. And I I love Paris Johnson Jr. If he's there at 10, I think it would be a good pick. He's number three on my board. So I have the two corners at five and four. Witherspoon Gonzalez, number three is Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, I could see him being a future high-level tackle in the NFL when Lane Johnson retires or maybe if, you know, you know, who knows what the future is with my lot. I imagine they want to be here for a while, but but Lane's future is certainly uncertain. And the other thing about offensive line, before we go through the rest of the of the big board here, the other thing about offensive line that I think is really important to to just talk about and, and acknowledge the the depth on the offensive line here is as bad as it's been in a really long time, or as thin as it's been in a really long time. They just don't have much depth. I mean, we could just pretend that, you know, them not having Andre Dillard here is no big deal. Okay. But they also lost Isaac Sayamal. They lost a starter at right guard, and they lost their number one backup left tackle. Those two things are gone. So now we're talking about Jack Driscoll as the depth here, and, and also Cam Jurgens, who we're just assuming. Again, I'm not sure if it's a good assumption. We're assuming would play right guard. So now you've lost your, your starting right guard. You've lost your backup interior lineman, which would have been Cam Jurgens because he's now a starter, right? So you can't have him as the backup. You've lost your backup left tackle. So that's a lot. I mean, the waves of depth are gone. I just think they're thinner on the offensive line than they have been in years. Lane Johnson, you know, they're lucky he was able to play through that injury, but Lane Johnson had a major injury last year. He could have one again. He's had major injuries. Jason Kelsey stayed remarkably healthy for a player his age. Like, who's to say, and I'm not, you know, let's all hope this doesn't happen, but who's to say, you know, Kelsey doesn't get banged up. Remember, he had the elbow thing. In training camp last year, he was fine. He made it back for week one. But what if Kelsey gets banged up as he's an older player that's played a decade on the offensive line of the NFL? And then Jurgens has to play center. And then what's going on at right guard? And then whatever depth you have is even more compromised. I think the offensive line's a major need. So, number five, Devin Weatherspoon. Number four, Christian Gonzalez. Number three is Paris Johnson. Number two, 
my number two player on my big board for number 10. This is my Eagles big board. Five players I would love for them to draft. Be happy, really happy with them drafting at the number 10 spot in the NFL draft. Uh, I'm going here, Nolan Smith, the pass rusher, linebacker, edge rusher, call him what you want, out of Georgia. Now, I've joked a lot on the midday show that I like him because he wears glasses. We need more glasses wearers in sports. That's mostly tongue-in-cheek, though. When I was growing up, athletes wore glasses. I mean, they did. Or baseball players wearing glasses. Jay Bell. I mean, I, they, glasses wearers. You watch the NBA uh, guys with the the old goggles, the rec specs, like I used to wear. I mean, do I want a glasses wearer back in the sports world? I do. Uh, but that's not really the reason I like him. I, I think he is the prototypical future NFL pass rusher. I know he's small, but really he's a Son Reddick size. And if the Eagles know how to, you know, if anyone could use him the right way, I think it's the Eagles. And I think about the versatility he would be able to bring to this team. And, you know, Josh Sweat's an interesting player because he he and he and Hassan Reddick were the two edge rushers on the outside last year. But, you know, Josh Sweat could put his hand down and play on the defensive line as well. So I, I think there's something to all that where he could do that on, on the, on the, the, defensive line there. So I really think there's something to having a Nolan Smith, having two edge rushers, one on the outside, Nolan Smith one way, one Hassan right the other way, put Josh Swedek's hand in the ground. I think Nolan Smith's a really good player. Really good. And I think the 10th pick is not too high to use on a Nolan Smith. Now, is his size a little bit of a worry in the run game? Potentially it is, but he also have a lot of bulk up front. I mean, you know, Brandon Graham's a bulky defensive lineman. Uh, you know, for a defensive end. Fletcher Cox is still here. Jordan Davis will be here for years to come in the bulk. I mean, that is significant bulk on the inside. So I think you could keep offensive linemen off him in bad spots. I, I'm not too worried about Nolan Smith's size, 239, because he can run. I mean, he can run around the edge. He can make plays. I think he could be a double-digit sack guy in the NFL, and we've seen Reddick. I mean, in, in a couple of years, the Eagles have to make a decision on Hassan Reddick on how much they want to pay him. And if they will pay him a second contract, you know, they got him on a great contract, but will they want to do that a year from now? Let's say Hassan Reddick has another 15-sack season. He's going to want to race. He's going to want to move forward with another contract. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll do that. Maybe they won't. You could just slide Nolan Smith in there as kind of the next smallish, fast, around-the-edge pass rusher in this Eagles defense. I like Nolan Smith as my number two guy on my big board. So, Devin Witherspoon, five. Christian Gonzalez, four. Paris Johnson, Three, Nolan Smith, two, and number one. You guys knew this was coming. Have you ever seen the movie Draft Day that Kevin Costner, which, by the way, stunk? I mean, that was a bad, really bad NFL movie, but it's kind of compelling in a weird way. Like, it's like I, I have this thing with movies where I, if I, if I start a bad movie, I want to keep watching it. It's just a weird thing. Like, I need to know how, how it ends, how bad it actually ends up. And so I watched Draft Day. I actually watched it on the plane ride to Arizona for the Super Bowl this year. And I was kind of captivated by, like, this is stinks, but, like, how are they going to end this movie? But the part, if you've seen it, you know, Kevin Costner, the GM, I forget his, his name in the movie, but he's the GM of the Browns. And he has this motto, um, Vontae Mack, no matter what. That's the player. And he kind of moved up and down the draft board, but his, he wanted to get Vontae Mack. That was, like, his before... The draft day arrived into draft night. Like that was his reminder to himself. No matter what, get Vontae Mack. And that's me with Peter Skaronsky. Peter Skaronsky, no matter what. That that is my motto for the Eagles in the NFL draft. That's my guy. I, I you know, this goes back to a few minutes ago, just talking about the offensive line and their needs there and how much they could really use an offensive lineman. I think Peter Skaronsky is a home run. I mean, I think he's the probably boring and and but like Watch him play as a technician. He probably will be a star 
player at the guard position from day one. I think he can play tackle if you need him to. Maybe down the line he moves to tackle. It reminds me of the way people talked about Quentin Nelson. Really going to take a guard that high. Quentin Nelson's been the best guard in the NFL for five years. It reminds me of Zach Martin, a guy that maybe two arms too short to play tackle. He's been a Hall of Fame level guard. And I just want to keep a strength, a strength on the Eagles offense line. It's the best unit on the team. Keep it that way. And moving forward, think about how they've turned this thing back over. You know, Three years ago, I would have said, I don't know what this offensive line is going to look like in a few years. Like, oh, they've lost Peters. They've lost Brandon Brooks. Kelsey's getting up there. Lane's getting up there. Well, now you could have building blocks. Dickerson's a building block. Jurgens at center, not guard, a building block. You know, now you have Skaronsky at right guard, building block. And then you have Mylotta, who's still in his 20s. Like, four guys moving forward you feel really good about. Skaronsky with the ability to play tackle or guard, his testing numbers off the charts, his IQ off the charts, his career at Northwestern off the charts. And, I mean, think about the football. He's got, what a football name. Peter Skaronsky. Like, that is a football player's name. His grandfather played offensive line for the Vince Lombardi Packers. I, I love it. And I, I don't think it's too high to use on a guard. I don't think it's too high to use on a player that this is this good. I mean, I, I think there's a real chance Peter Skaronsky is, you know, when we kind of play this draft out, Five, seven years from now, we look back and say he was one of the five best players in the 2023 NFL draft. And you get him at number 10. I'm all in on Peter Skronsky. So my big board for number 10, number five, Devin Witherspoon, corner, Illinois. Number four, Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon. Number three, Paris Johnson, Jr., offensive lineman, Ohio State. Number two, Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia. And number one, Peter Skronsky, from Northwestern guard, offensive lineman, call him whatever you want. The guy's going to be a star. You notice who's not even on the list. Zero mention, zero mention of Bijan Robinson. Did not even make my top five. He's a running back. I would rather, without question, Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Paris Johnson Jr., Nolan Smith, Skaronsky, all of them, all of them over a guy like, you know, like Bijan Robinson. I didn't put you on card. I don't think he'll be there. I also have worries about the red flags. I don't think he'll be there, though. I don't think Will Anderson will be there. I tried to kind of cater the list of guys I think will be in the mix for the number 10 pick, but I don't want Bijan. I'm not even putting Bijan on my list. If I was running a draft room, if I was in there with Howie, I would say cross him off before we even get to the draft coming up on Thursday night. So there is my big board for the Eagles at number 10. In past years, they've listened to me sometimes. It didn't work out with Rager. It did work out with Jordan Davis. They listened to that pick, and... I believe I had Devontae, but not high on my list because I was worried about the size. But I, I've kind of hit the Eagles' first pick in terms of they've been on my big board for that pick. We'll see if it happens again. We'll get to the big board for number 30 coming up on Thursday. There's my big board for number 10. Follow the show where you get podcasts. WIP Daily. We're in the best content from everywhere around the WIP universe. Appreciate everyone listening. Remember, write this one down. Peter Skaronsky. No matter what. I'm going to put it on a post-it, and maybe I'll post it when I, we put the podcast up here. Peter Skaronsky, no matter what, number one on my big board for the number 10 overall pick.